Hello, my name is Dylan Arvella and welcome to the grand final edition of the Football South Coast Weekly. Everyone listening to this will probably be aware that this is the biggest week of the year within the men's premiership and joining me to discuss it all is Football South Coast reporter Cal Berent. Thanks for coming in, it's an exciting time to be involved. No worries, thanks for having me on as always. It's definitely you know going to be a great week of football, we've got some big games ahead. I think this is what the entire season's been leading up to, so... Should be a great week of football. There's no doubt about that. Two days at Wynn Stadium, the premier sporting facility in the region to watch the WGC Grains District League Grand Finals and the Illawarra Mercury Premier League Grand Finals should be fantastic. This week we will be joined by Bulleyes Marcus Beattie and Wollongong United's Jake Layton to discuss the Illawarra Mercury Premier League Grand Final. And then Warrilla's Martin Costelli and Connison's Ben McGuinness come on to preview the WGC Cranes District League Decider. With that, let's get the show rolling. That's a dink over the top. Oh, it's something special. And that's why there's so much optimism about him. We're going to kick things off with the Illawarra Mercury Premier League section of the show. And of course, it is grand final week. And two players, two young players joining me to discuss... Uh, what should be an absolutely cracking match is Bulleyes Marcus Beattie and Wollongong United's Jake Layton. Thank you very much for joining me. And Cal, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Um, congratulations, first of all, congratulations for, for making the grand final. But first to you, Jake. Uh, you were in the youth grade grand final last season with Wollongong United. Uh, you got up against the Kemblawara Fury. But a year on... You've become an established first grader. How how you know thrilled are you to be able to run out and win stadium on the weekend? Yeah, look, I'm buzzing. Uh, definitely more than playing in a youth final. Um, a lot more nerves, but definitely up for the occasion. And Marcus, you were also involved on the same day last year in the first grade grand final. Uh, it was your first first grade grand final. Didn't really go how you sort of wanted it to go, but um, I'm sure you'd be pretty pumped to get a chance to do, uh, get a bit of redemption. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's always a big day. It's games you want to play in. Um, unfortunately, last year didn't go to plan, but to New Year we've got, we got some extra players, so should be good. And it's actually interesting. I sort of mentioned as you uh, came in a bit earlier that you guys have actually played in a grand final against each other a couple of years ago, 2014. You've graded uh, grand final, 3-2 winner Wollongong United. Do you... Uh, you know, I think it could go the same way this time around, Marcus? Oh, hopefully not. I remember there was a few um, bombs that day, a few good goals. Stephen Hansen scored a really good goal. and um, But hopefully we're on the other side of a result there and yeah, a few celebrations will be better, I reckon. Didn't your brother score a uh, pretty good goal in that one? Uh, yeah, he scored a... Yeah, it was all right. Like, it was a bit of... Um, Bit of a tap in, I reckon, just from outside the 18 yard box. But yeah. uh, a bit of a screamer, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. uh, the preliminary final last weekend: Wollongong Olympic one, Wollongong United two. This match went over into extra time. Kazuto Kashida put United into the lead in the first half before Vaughan Patterson got one, got, got a goal back in the second half. Went into extra time. 
Kenta Azichi scoring the 93rd minute before Bologna United held out for the win. Jake, uh, first of all, two questions. The first one, Matthew McNabb picked up an injury pretty early on. Uh, doesn't look too good. Yeah, no, it doesn't look good at all for, for Nabby. Um, he's, I think he's had a pretty uh, harsh injury on his knee. Um, he's, he's not looking too favourable to be out there on the weekend, unfortunately. It's pretty devastating for you know him personally and also the team, but it's a pretty sizable loss considering when he has played this year because this is his second fairly big injury of the year that he's I think he's got 13 goals this year and he makes a real difference to the side so pretty tough a pretty tough loss yeah 100% uh, you can see when he's on the park we definitely lift that extra 10% I reckon but a player that you'll definitely have this weekend or well for the neutral I hope's definitely on the park is Kazuto Kashida he was absolutely sensational on the weekend um, what's it like for for a young midfielder such as yourself to be playing with a midfielder that's arguably the best centre midfielder one of the best centre midfielders the league's seen in it quite some time yeah it's definitely a lot of stress off my shoulders he makes my game a hell of a lot easier he's always there when you get your head up and get when I've got the ball it's easy it's easy to find and uh yeah, you can see how he plays week in, week out. He's unreal. On the match itself, um, when Olympic pulled pulled the the goal back, how how were the nerves then, or were you still pretty confident that you could go on and get the result? Uh, it was definitely disappointing to concede a goal, um, but I think the boys dug deep after we we conceded. Um, unfortunately, we had one twenty minutes, but I think the boys dug well, done well, and uh, we ended up getting the win in the end. And I just want to sort of uh, give a shout out to Coromel for hosting a pretty great day uh, from from uh, reports. 1,200 people came through the gates throughout the whole day, so that's absolutely tremendous. And there would have been seven 800 in there for first grade, which was absolutely sensational to see. Um, and the playing surface looked it looked really good and apparently you know played pretty well. So fair play to Coromel for getting that one up because um, I think they were having a bit of troubles near the, the latter end of the season. So... Fair play to them. On to this week's grand final, Sunday, 3pm at Wednesday in Bulleye against Wollongong United. Bulleye, seven grand final defeats in the last 12 years. No grand final success since 1986. Wollongong United, last one in grand final. I think the only grand final that played in the Illawarra Premier League in 2015. A 1-0 win over the Dapdo Dandalu Fury. Wollongong United have the best record against Bulleye in recent years of any any club in the competition. 15 matches played, it's six wins each and three draws. Um, and considering, you know, Bulleye don't lose that many games, that's, you know, a sensational record. This year, four matches in all competitions, including the pre-season cup final, Wollongong United uh, with three wins, Bulleye with one, which was the last one, a 4-0 win. But you guys, Wollongong United, were pretty injury-ravaged that day. Cal, I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to give you a chance to have a have a bit of a yarn. What are your thoughts on this weekend's match? Yeah, I think this is you know shaping up to be a real interesting match. Um, as you mentioned, you know the recent record kind of does have it going a bit 50-50, which is surprising considering you know Bulleye have probably been the best team in the competition across the last couple of seasons, um, and then United having three wins this season to Bulleye's one definitely. You know, recent history does have them tipping a little bit towards their favour. I do think, though, that, um, you know, probably losing McNabb, by the sounds of it, is going to be kind of a big loss for the side. He's been crucial. And even when I saw them play against the White Eagles in the minor semi-final, he was phenomenal and the key part of the reason that they ran out 3-0 winners in that match. Um, I think this is going to be a real tight game. It could honestly go either way. And another player that I probably should bring up that unfortunately might be missing this weekend is uh, the bullhead winger. 
Dylan Morse. Um, he's been in a boot for a few weeks. Uh, what's the potential of him getting on the park this weekend? Um, I think it's going to be pretty tough to see him out there. Obviously, yeah, he's been in a boot for um, a few weeks since the last game against Coromel. So um, I'm not 100% sure how the full recovery is going, but if he can get out there, he adds an extra element. But um, we'll see how we go this week and see if he can get on the park later in the training week. Yeah, well, I know that from a neutral's perspective, it'd be pretty disappointing to see McNabb and Lewis both miss out on that because you know two of the two of the league's uh, best attacking talents. Um, Jake, I had Jeff on last week. He he acknowledged and agreed that the season has been pretty up and down, up and down. But the last you know month or the last three games has been pretty sensational. How's the vibe sort of tra- change of training? And uh, I don't imagine be pretty good, really. Yeah, coming into the finals, once the season ended, uh, the boys kind of had a, a do-or-die attitude about us. So uh, I think that's definitely got us over the line and, 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 and taken toll on our performances over the past few weeks. And apart from McNabb, from the squad that went out on Sunday, is any other injuries? No, I don't, I don't think so. Um, the boys all uh, looked, looked all right coming into the sheds after the match. Um, we'll find out come Tuesday night training. All right, fingers crossed on that front. Marcus, Jeff, in the post-match interview, said that... Uh, there's no chance that we're going on to favourites. Is um, Bulloy going to take that tag on? Um, I think if you win the comp, you probably have to expect to take the tag on. But at the end of the day, it's another game of football. And with momentum as well in the finals, it's going to be tough for us. But um, we know if we just play the way we have throughout the, f- the full season, um, including majority of pre-season as well, that we should be all right for the game. But we're not taking them lightly at all. We know how tough they're going to be. Um, you just look at their performances in the finals. And, you know, two, three nil or two, scoring three goals in two games before the, the weekend, they're going to be extremely tough. Do you think both sides are sides that, when they're in full fly, they're possession-based sides? However, given Bulleye's record, they're probably going to be the side that you'd expect to have a majority of the ball on the weekend. Do you think the way Matt Bailey sets a side up and the Wynn Stadium surface, which you have played in the past as a, a youth player uh, for the Wolves and whatnot. Do you think that is going to benefit your side? Yeah, 100%. Um, we like to make sure we play extra wide, um, spread the game out and keep the ball for as long as we can. And on a surface that's easily the best in the in the Illawarra, I think it's going to benefit our game. Um, but then again, Wollongong United, they like to have the ball as well. They've got some extremely good players. So we know when we've got the ball, we're going to have to cherish it. And... Um, Hopefully we can take the most of the occasion and the ground to um, benefit the way we want to play. And look, the question has to be asked: the the grand final record. You've only you're one of the youngest players in the squad. Um, what do you make of it? Um, obviously, it's not favourable, and um, it's probably not what the club wants. But realistically, we're we're a new team. We've still got um, new players, and we've got lots of young players. The best thing about young footballers is it's easy to get over disappointment, and that's what we have this year. We, have, we don't have to speak about the grand final last year to know um, that we had a really good opportunity to win it, and unfortunately on the day it didn't happen. But um, we've got a lot of youth players in our team who have come up through the grades and they have won grand finals in the past. So um, as a squad, we know at the end of the day it's just another game of football and if we play the way we have been all year and the way we like to play in training and everything we do we know that we should be um, feeling very confident going into the weekend's game. That's a pretty measured take of things Marcus. Um, Cal give us a prediction for the the big one on on Sunday the Illawarra Mercury Premier League Grand Final who's who's lifting the trophy? 
Yeah, I think uh, I think this one's going to be real close. I could honestly see this going to extra time or penalties. We recorded the uh, district league one before this year. Yeah. You said a similar thing in that one. As well. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be a nice long weekend of football. To be honest, um, oh, honestly, it's going to be a big ask for Bolai to get over that. You know that hoodoo. I know that it's kind of a little bit gimmicky to talk about, but I think you mentioned in a tweet earlier in the week that Huey Lewis was the number one charting artist back at the time. So maybe that's a way for Bolai to break it. Is Crank some Huey Lewis before the game. Um, I, I I think it's. Don't you control them up? Bluetooth speaker in the. Oh uh, no, there's a few boys. Are uh, Sammy, da- Sammy Davies likes a shout. I don't know if he's going to have Huey Lewis. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe it's the key. Maybe it's what's Bolai's been missing this whole time. I I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna win here. But I think it's gonna be really really close. Do you have any key performers? In this uh, one? I do. I I think. Uh, Mitchell Turco and Ben McDonald, the strike force up front, are going to be absolutely crucial to Bulleye grabbing the win. Okay, fair, fair play. I'm sure you're hoping yourself and uh, young Harry Callahan, who's been a real star in the back end of the season, will also chime in with that. Look, I'm really on the fence with this one. Um, and with that said, I'll probably be going for referee Nick Ryan, who, who at 20 years old will become the youngest ever referee to take charge of Vanilla or Mercury Premier League Grand Final. Just a correction on that one. Nick Ryan is actually 22 years old, but nevertheless, still a pretty phenomenal achievement. Breaking uh, Bobby Mazewski's 23-year record when he, I think he was uh, 25 years old when he took charge of his first Grand Final. So fair play to Nick. I'm, I'm sure he'll do a very good job on the weekend. Um, I'm... You know, people will know my prediction when the uh, when they read the, read the match preview. But um, some players that I've got sort of earmarked to to shine in this one: Sam Munro. Uh, he's got a pretty tremendous record against Bulleye, five goals in his last nine matches, which isn't bad for a for a midfielder midfielder. And I know he has a really special relationship with the Bulleye supporters as well. So I think that'll be a, a pretty good a pretty good uh, interesting watch. Um, Marcus Beatty, I've got him his name down as well. The match winner in uh, the Birmingham Cup final last weekend, last season, and uh, the crucial goal uh, to take out the league title this year. So maybe you're primed for a big game. Uh, let's hope so. Yeah. And obviously a Mullinaw United side of things, uh, Kazuto Kashida. You know, he was last weekend was one of the best performances I've seen from a player this season. So I expect him to be pretty key. Nathan Lassie as well up top with. Um, with McNabb out, I think uh, he'll be pretty primed for a pretty big match to show that he's, you know, he's, he's, his knee's been an issue this year, but he is one of the premier strikers in the competition. The games before the Illawarra Mercury Premier League first grade grand final, the day kicks off at 10am with the youth grade under-19s grand final, which is also Wollongong United against Bulleye, first v third Wollongong United. Uh, 17 matches unbeaten, whereas Bulleye are the competition's top scorer, so that should be a, a compelling watch. And then in the under-23s competition at 12.15pm, Cringilla Lions take on Cromwell Rangers, second of the third, a fairly young Lions side uh, against a relatively experienced Cromwell side, so get out to those ones. Um, and with that, we're pretty much wrapped up the preview of the Yellow Mercury Premier League Grand Final. Bulleye United's Jake Layton, Bulleye's Marcus Beatty. Thank you very much for coming in. Best of luck on the weekend, and I'll catch you guys at the Villadoro for the grand final launch on Wednesday night. Sweet, thanks, Marcus. Thank you. Cheers. Now they search to take that advantage. Nichols going to try it. Oh, he's going to come up with something special. 
And from 2-0 down, they're 3-2 in front. Now we move on to the WGC Cranes District League Grand Final and two players competing in Saturday's decider is Warilla Wanderers skipper Martin Costelli. Thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having me. And Coniston goalkeeper Ben McGuinness. Also, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Dill. And of course, Cal's with us. And um, first of all, congratulations for making it through to the Grand Final. First to you, Marty. With Barney King in charge, was there any re- any real doubt that you weren't going to be here on the um, 22nd of uh, September? Yeah, at one point, that loss to Kaiama in around, about around 14 or so, the club was just confused what was going on. We had, like you'd mentioned at that point, that we just couldn't keep the same back line, just constantly chopping and changing. But since then, I think we've gone on an excellent run, nine straight, I think, maybe ten. And we've just kept the same team, so... Once we got on a few, we, we everyone's spirits started to lift and we thought, yeah, right, it's time to go. The two finals matches, 3-1 over Balambi and then 2-1 over Coniston, and you're probably playing your best football of the season at this stage? Absolutely. I think just just confidence. We just have confidence in our back line and, and in the middle of the park and, and we're putting the ball away, which, which always counts. So, you know, everybody's just happy and enjoying football, which is what you want. I'll give myself a plug. I had an article about Barney King making his 12th grand final that's up on uh, Football South Coast Match Center on Facebook. I want to ask, in the interview that I had with him, he said that this was the proudest he's ever been of a team um, because of the amount of players that have changed from last year's grand final as well as the number of injuries throughout, especially even in the back end of the season. Um, as the captain of the side, how's that sort of make you feel? Oh, it's it's spectacular. Just the way that... from the like the 9-0 drumming we had at the start of the season just how things have just dramatically changed around you know we've had the boys come in and out but now we're, we're set and even the boys that are on the bench they're, they're, they're just all happy to be a part of the club right now and I think the morale is really really positive On to you Benny um, we'll get on to last weekend's win over Balambi in a moment but pretty stoked to be back at Wynn Stadium in a first grade match? Yeah, it's always good to get back to Wynn Stadium, that's for sure. Obviously the best playing surface probably in the country, so um, to get back there, yeah, it's been a few years since I've played there now, so definitely looking forward to it. It should be an absolutely fantastic match. Last weekend, the preliminary final saw your side, Coniston, get up 3-1 over Balambi. Ilya Pranzowski put Balambi in the lead midway through the first half. A constant penalty in the 62nd minute was put away by Mark Picciolini. Then Tucker Keanu nodded home the, the second goal, and Picciolo scored with about 10 minutes remaining to seal the win for your side. Um, for mine, it was a game which really swung on that penalty. It was a correct penalty, but... It, uh, but um, Probably the first 60 minutes, there was plenty of concerns, but the last, you know, half an hour, really strong. Yeah, it was definitely a game of two halves, I think. Obviously, we had the wind behind us in the first half and didn't make the most of it. They had the wind in, in the second half and probably probably suited us a little bit more, getting the ball into our striker's feet. But um, obviously, that 60th minute Dinko came off. Um, and a lot of people would have thought that was probably our season over there. But yeah, Pichay stepped up and he's a big game player and, um, yeah, obviously scored a couple of goals, set one up. So, he did really, really, really well for us last weekend, that's for sure. And Pichot was definitely, Mark Picciolini was definitely the man of the match on the weekend. His his second half performance really, you know, won the game for for your side. Um, a few, you know, injuries and whatnot leading into the game. Was there sort of a bit of, you didn't really sort of answer it. Was there, was there real nerves 
heading into the last half hour? Yeah, for sure. I think even before the match, um, we lost two players in the in sort of the hour before kickoff. Um, Luke Picciolini um, due to injury, and Julian Sester due to personal reasons. Um, obviously, Cody was out from the week before. Dinko came off just at the start of the second half there. So it was definitely backs against the wall kind of football. Um, but yeah, the nerves were definitely there. Uh, it wasn't until Pichet got that that penalty that things started to sort of turn for us and. Yeah, happy days from there on, I guess. Mm. Uh, one thing that I, I need to bring up, assistant coach Vlado Maseski was in the dugout on the weekend. Would you sort of mind clearing up the situation? I understand it's a, a fairly sensitive sort of issue uh, regarding coach Rod Williams, and it must be pretty disappointing not to sort of be able to have you in the dugout for the, this time of the season. Yeah, for sure. It was um, Thursday night of training last week. Um, Rod just sort of pulled the playing group aside before training. Um, basically just said, look, due to personal reasons, um, he's had to, to step down as first grade coach effective immediately, um, which was quite a shame. Um, I guess, you know, we sort of had to try and respect his privacy around that decision. It was good to see him down at Paul Kembler um, on Saturday. Um, he was still there, which was really nice to see. Um, but, you know, we're really fortunate that Vlado's been there for the whole season now. Um, so it's sort of been a pretty seamless transition. Sort of, you know, Vlado had been taken over training now, been in the uh, dugout, so you know, we're very lucky that we've got Vlado there, um, and obviously this weekend's time for him to sort of step up and take the uh, reins, I guess. Well, I'm sure the, the whole, the whole uh, club will sort of be gunning for, for a victory on the weekend. Martin, uh, what did you read into the game on the weekend? I thought, like, as Benny said, it's a, it's a very big game of two halves. I think they had the, Coniston had the wind and they couldn't capitalise, and I thought Bolimbi really controlled like 60 minutes of the game but then the penalty happened and Balemi's mind just changed and Coniston were all over him from there and it was, it was, it was very confusing to watch but you know maybe it's a good thing at Warriors Bar if we can see where to counter-attack Coniston now. Cal, Coniston worthy winners? I, I think at the end yeah they definitely played probably the better half of football you know scoring three goals is no mean feat in 45 minutes and they definitely did that, but it did look for a very long period of that time that they were just out of the out of the running. And then when when Digger came off, I thought, okay, that's surely got to be the end of Coniston's season. But I think Marty and Ben knocked it on the head here. Those two goals in five minutes for Coniston just flipped it on its head, and then Balambi just got frustrated and weren't unable to get back in the match. And I'm sure that it was a pretty hot day, probably 28, 29 degrees, which had, you know it's been a fairly long uh, winter. That's conditions that they're not used to playing. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Balambi. Balimbi season, obviously they they ran uh, Coniston really close to the league title. Um, they they were leading for the f- first fifteen sixteen rounds. What's your your sort of uh, opinion on their season? Yeah, you know it's um, obviously going to be hard for Balimbi. The fact that they're standing on the outside, kind of looking into this grand final, they probably could have seen themselves being in. Um, but you know it was a fantastic season for the Rosellas. Uh, Andrew Payne's side probably I don't think anyone was expecting them to do as well as they ended up doing. Um, obviously, they're going to be a little bit disappointed. They, you know, slipped in the last couple of weeks and let that league title go to Coniston, and they slipped again in the finals race. But you know, I think that's great—a uh, great setup for 2019. I think they'll do really well next season. Yeah, and of course, Andrew Payne has already signed on for 2019. Now, let's move on to the 2018 WGC Cranes District League Grand Final Saturday, 3 p.m. at Wynn Stadium. 
course, Warilla v Coniston. Warilla won at the last two grand finals, both 1-0 victories in 2017. It was against Helensburg and the win over Fernhill in 2016. Coniston's last district league win came back in 1991 when they were still called uh, Coniston Macedonia. So um, times have changed. But interestingly enough, in a promotion playoff back in 2011, uh, Coniston got up 2-1 over Warilla Wanderers. So... There's uh, your, your bit of trivia, trivia for that one. Benny played four times in all comps uh, with Rilla this season. Rilla have won three. You guys have won one. Um, what needs to change to make it get your second win this this weekend? Um, probably score more goals than what they do, I say. That always um, helps. That always helps. But, you know, they've probably been our bogey team this year. I think once in the Burt Bantam, once in the league, and then a couple of weeks ago in the first semi-final. So... Look for us, we've got our backs against the wall this week. Injured players, players out. Um, they've won 10 straight. Um, they're on fire at the moment. Barney's made however many grand finals it is now. So, you know, for us, it's yeah desperation football this week. So, we'll see what happens. Barney's record is getting to grand finals, obviously tremendous, but it is his record in winning them is only slightly better than 50 50. So, just uh, I'm sure he'll, he'll be looking to try and push that over 60%. With, with what Benny's just said, are we real favourites heading into this one? I, I don't think so, to be honest. I mean, Coniston, they've, they've come first for a reason. They're a quality side. We've had a good uh, good period, but, you know, a team that like Coniston that's done it for the whole season, that, surely they've got to be favourites still. I mean, we've we've got the edge over them sometimes, but it's it's one game. Anything can absolutely happen. So, so you're the favourites, Benny? No, when you're it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cal, who are the favourites? Honestly, I don't know. <laughs> um, you've got probably two of the best form sides in the competition heading into this game. I think uh, in Connison's last ten, they've drawn one, lost two, but the O2 losses have been to the Wanderers. Um, whereas with Rilla, I think you've got one draw and nine wins. So they've been two very, very good sides. Honestly, it's going to be a real tough one this match. And the the outs for Rilla, there's a lot of injuries in the back end of the year and people going away. Uh, Alal wasn't a part of the last match. White, Wade, um, Adam Arnott was, you know, hopping around, still making saves in that in that Coniston match. How's, how's the uh, squad shaping up? Um, to be honest, uh, you usually think a week off sometimes doesn't do it for teams. It, it, it makes them worse. But I think a week off for us has been an absolute blessing. We've had, you know, Jesse French, Jeremy... Um, Evander was Harvey, Arnott, just a multitude of players who were just playing on half a leg against that Coniston team, and I think the week off is fantastic. Uh, ben Alul, yeah, unfortunately he broke his nose. Not sure whether he's going to be a, a part of the squad this week. Um, Wade is back, which is just going to benefit us, you know, substantially. So I think the week off has helped us a lot, and we're all fresh and ready to go. Well. Um, they're going to have an extra leg compared to the last game, so you're, I think you're in trouble, Ben. Um, on the Wollongong Football Show, Christian Plarkus reckons uh, Dingo Terzic is a 30% chance of playing on the weekend. Has that uh, risen risen to about 35 40% now? Uh, lucky if it makes 35 I think. he's um, He was in quite a fair bit of trouble at halftime last week. He tried to push on through the second half. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't. Um, got dragged off about 55th, 60th minute, I think it was. Um, I know he went to the physio last night, so we'll find out tonight how that went. Uh, but I don't think he's looking like playing, to be quite fair. Mm, well, that would be a pretty big omission, what, 35 goals this year. So that's uh, that's a lot of goals to take out of the side. However, you do have Mark Piccolini, who has a, a, a knack of scoring goals, especially in this division. 
Cal, give me a result. I think this one's going to extra time. Uh, maybe penalties. <laughs> well, someone's going to have to win it, Cal. So. I, I, I think I'm going to tip we're really here, and purely just because of grand final experience. Grand final experience. I think they've won. They've won the last two. I think they're going to go and grab a third. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, three months roll. That'd be that'd be uh, quite some achievement. As I sort of mentioned, the top these are, these sides are the best sides over the last two two and a half months of the season. Um. And I'm actually leaning towards a Rural win as well. Uh, as you mentioned, I'm beating ten. Um. Rural have the wood o- <laughs> the wood over Coniston. Um, but you anything know. can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> it's one game. But um, yeah, so I, I think uh, Rilla might get it done. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I think it's. I think this game is going to be run and done within ninety minutes. So that's my that's my big claim. You can and, only hope so. <laughs> especially if it's as hot as uh, last yes. Saturday. Even for a, you know a reporter, it's a bit too much. Yeah. Um, the, the the games leading up to the grand final, the first grade grand final, the the day kicks off, the weekend kicks off with the reserve grade grand final. Ten a.m. sees Thrill Thunder up against the Oak Flats Falcons. Thrill they finish the season in first, whereas Oak Flats have made a pretty spectacular run coming from fifth to uh, get into the grand final. A dramatic penalty shootout win over. We were last weekend, and actually a shout out to Blake Crandell who actually messaged me after uh, round twenty two and said. I'm, t- I'm telling you, we're going to make a run and win the grand final. But um, if the Falcons don't do that, through all three grand finals in a row, if they, as I mentioned, get up, which would be tremendous achievement. Youth grade is the game in the middle, 12.15pm. Helensburg against Coniston. It's a match between first and second. The best two attacks in the division, the best two defences in the division. And yes, it should be an absolutely spectacular uh, lead-up to what should be a, a tremendous game between Barilla and Coniston. And with that, Martin Castelli, Ben McGuinness, best of luck on the weekend. Thank you very much for coming in and, and see you at the Villadora for the grand final launch on Wednesday. Thanks, Thunder Still. Thank you very much. Well, Troy's going to try it from distance. What a goal this would be! It's oh, absolutely unbelievable! Goodness, what a goal! Danny Troy from inside his own half. That wraps up the penultimate Football South Coast Weekly for the season. We will be back at some time next week for a full season review. You can find us on social media, on Facebook at Football South Coast Match Centre and on Twitter at FSC underscore official where we just notched up 1,500 followers. Another show done and dusted, Cal. Thank you very much for joining me today and enjoy the action this weekend where you will be covering the District League Grand Final. No worries. Thanks for having on. Should be a good week of football. Of course, his name is Cal Barron and you can find him on Twitter at Cal Barron, C-A-L-B-E-H-R-E-N-D-T. My name is Dylan Arvella. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Arvella. And until next time, enjoy the football. Enjoy the football.